what's happening. John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. We're back at you again on another fantastic Sunday. It uh, is extremely hot in San Jose for some reason today. Um, even though it's not summertime, it definitely feels like it. <clears throat> it's supposed to be spooky season. And I'm in the garage sweating. All right. So it's caught me sweating. Hope you appreciate it. Fights. Did you catch the fights? What did you think of the fights? There were some notable fights. There were things of interest. Very, very much so. Rattlesnake, no worries. He says, missed the whole thing. What happened? We got you covered. That's why you're here. We are your eyes and your ears. We're your memory. We're giving you everything. Jason Burmis in the house saying Bellator had a stronger undercard than the UFC. Um, I didn't get to catch much of the uh, UFC. No, I'm sorry, of the Bellator undercard. I saw the main card. I was watching the UFC. Yeah, the UFC's undercard was was pretty terrible. There wasn't a lot of note in that. Um, you know, part of that was because the the Lin, the Lins and Kutabella fight fell through that morning. I think that was a big part of why it fell flat. There were there was one highlight. We'll talk about that when we get to the UFC. But um, plausible that there were much better fights in the Bellator undercard. But I got I got stuff to talk about <laughs> with the Bellator and the main card. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right there, Jason, saying UFC main card delivered over Bellator. We're going to get into that. It might be controversial. It might be controversial takes. Be careful. It might get banned. It might get banned. I didn't, I, uh, Michael, I did not respect the choke. I was going to try to pick him up and slam him. I was just, I was not mentally there for the fight. I was still hurt over the UFC cut thing and uh, I didn't I didn't first thing you do if you're, you're in a choker <laughs> hands come on the neck as you fight you defend I was just like whatever I'm gonna slam him. this would be cool didn't didn't work out uh, all right let's do it we get in the bell tour for talk about tour first um, I know it's not chronological but whatever I feel like there's less fights to talk about. Uh, one of the fights um, that I did catch in the undercard that stood out a lot was Sergio Casio and Jesse Roberts fight. And it didn't stand out because, you know, it was um, super crazy, but Roberts was taking it too. Casio pretty much the whole fight. Um, but Casio, Casio, not a Casio. He never, he never like slowed down, never gave up. He never relented positions. He lost positions, but he kept fighting back and um, just stayed in the game, stayed in the fight the whole time. Even though he was on the losing end of a lot of what was going on, <clears throat> he didn't stop. And with 55 seconds left in the fight, uh, he's able to scramble to get to a triangle and finish Roberts. It was unbelievable uh, performance by him and a good sign of resilience, even though he wasn't 
man, like to lose position after position after position multiple times, you know, multiple times per round throughout the fight, you get into the deep deeps of the third round. Um, <clears throat> it can be mentally wearing on you. And a lot of guys will give up, they'll quit. He just kept going. And because he kept going, he was able to capitalize for that half second. Just, just, just had that tiniest of window where if he would have been complacent, like, oh, I'm down two rounds. I'm, I'm down two and a half rounds because he's already losing that round two. And he uh, just kept pushing. Yep, great comeback. That was wild. So I saw that one that I give big props to that undercard fight. I didn't uh, catch a lot of the other ones that I, re that I remember, you know. I know that <laughs> McCann and McCourt was in the background um, in the first round. But I didn't see a lot of the earlier ones. We got a KO with Slim. Slim got KO'd by Davion Franklin. Yeah, seems like it's arm bar earlier in the night. Arm triangle. But that was the big Casio. Sergio with the huge comeback. Great performance. Roberts was doing good. He was undefeated going into that fight. See how he corrects himself moving forward. Because he was he was doing really well in that fight. He just made one hesitation and getting choked. Then we get into the main card. And this is three fights in the main card. Was it supposed to be three fights or was it four fights? And somebody got cut or somehow somebody got hurt. Did somebody get hurt? You guys let me know in the chat because I thought I read that. There was supposed to be another fight, another title fight. Michael, you're not wrong. This is uh, off topic, but Michael's saying that I think Matt Ramos of Purdue beating Spencer Lee in the NCAA semifinals, one of the biggest moments I've seen in Purdue wrestling. It's one of the biggest upsets in NCAA history, not just in Purdue. Like, there's not, I don't think there's ever been a, a bigger upset than that. Stuck him. Ramos, uh, Ramos should win a national championship there. Hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully he uh, stays on it. Ah, that's right, Ryan Bader. Bader's opponent pony got hurt. Is that what it was? Okay, so that would have been that. That makes a little bit more sense to me because I was I was complaining. I was complaining to your girlfriend last night that how was this Bellator three hundreds card? You know, like, this is what, like, Nurmagomedov, yes, amazing. I guess they were trying to do it all title fights, huh? I'm, I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. But um, I don't know. It didn't seem like it was a, a big number card like that. Like, it should have been, maybe. Um, 
I don't know. Are I know they're title fights, but are they girl fights? Are they that big of a draw, guys? Are you are you excited to see them? Come on, let's have a real. You know, we don't have any. Uh, this is a men's space. <laughs> hey, it's men's space. You can speak honestly with me. Are you excited? Are you looking forward to those fights? Because I don't, I don't really have a major caliber. Because I don't, you know, a lot of the guys I know, I just don't are really. They're watching because they're on because they're watching fights, but they're never talking about the fights. They're never like, um, like, oh man, we got to watch this night because she's fighting that night. I've never been around that. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just I could very well live in a. Um, a bubble. But what about you guys who are slightly outside of the bubble? Are you are you looking forward to? Are you buying those tickets? Are you going to those shows live in those in those situations? Roxy to Pew, being honest, I appreciate it. Says I'm not interested in the female fights. But you watch them because they're on. Is that is that safe to say, Roxy? But because they are on, you do you do watch them. Because I know I mean I know it sounds mean, but guys, it's um, it almost feels like sometimes that it's it's kind of like the, if the NBA started uh, having the WNBA play in between their like quarters, so you like you got stuck having to watch. Like every time they had a timeout, you came on the court and played. Would you really be watching it because you were setting out to watch it? Is it really one you wanted to do? You really wanted to go watch it? <clears throat> I agree with you there. Um, out of all the female fights in the history of female fighting, I would say that Cyborg and Nunez. Oh, my camera. Guys, my camera's acting up. I'm still here, though, so give me a second. All right. Yeah, I think the garage is hot, and the camera doesn't like the heat. But other than that, like, I don't know if there's any ones and and it would still they still need to be like a card with their own some other people I want to watch fight if it was just even if it was like those were you know they were fighting other people and that was and they were on the main card I don't know I don't know is that just me all right Roxy's uh stepping up saying Yes, I'll watch, but the female fights don't sell me the pay-per-view. Okay, so we're kind of in the same boat. I mean, a fight is a fight, is, is what I'm saying, and I'm always going to watch. I'd rather watch uh, any female fight over a basketball game. I'm just, just uh, yeah, 100%. But I can't say that they're selling me fights. Um, all right. Oh, the Liz and Carmouche and McFarlane. Um, uh, it was kind of slow, wasn't it? Slow, lackluster. Um, 
Kermush, I think, could have finished her way sooner. She had that leg jacked up. Had that leg pretty messed up, you know, second, third round. I don't know why she didn't keep uh, hammering it. I'll say this over and over and over again, you guys. If you are fighting or training to fight, if you're a fighter, if you throw a kick, if you throw a leg kick and they don't check it and it lands, you keep throwing leg kicks. You just keep throwing leg kicks over and over and over. Double them up. Throw two in a row. Whap, whap. Throw three in a row. Whap, whap, whap. Just, just keep going after it. Pull the trigger. Cut loose. If you kick them in the leg and they fall down because you kicked them in the leg, stand over them and chop their legs. Like, who was that? Sakuraba and the Gracie a long time ago and many brothers after. Just keep chopping the leg. Don't stop. You found the chink in the armor. You found the way in. You found the missing scale to shoot your arrow into. Stay on it. Get them out. They have a weakness that you must exploit until the fight's over. Amzamir, understatement of the uh, millennia, lacked intensity. Uh, then the cyborg and Sigano. Uh, I mean, it's just. When he's lazy to learn, stop talking trash to and about <laughs> Cyborg. Just be nice and smile and fight your hardest. Because it's just, you say a bunch of mean things and bring this whole thing up. And I, I don't know, all the production around that fight. And she just beat her up. It looked like she beat her up real bad. And I didn't think she was putting on that much of a fight. I don't know. Uh, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong, Michael. It was even the toughest guys that nobody knew yet. Guys that nobody ever finished and <laughs> beat a bunch of people up. Then we get into the main event. Usman Nurmagomedov, Brett Primus. Brett Primus is pretty tough, hits pretty hard, pretty good wrestler, just not bad. Um, boxing stand-up's a little bit clunky. I've, I think, you know, he needed to work a lot harder to get to the clinch. He needed to work a lot harder to try to establish takedowns, at least put Usman in the fence and knee the legs, beat him up in the legs. But obviously... That is way easier said than done because one thing that I notice a lot about Usman is his ability to control distance. He controls that line so well. He can get inside, hit you, and then he does some matrix shit. Make you mess, and then he can kick you with that. I think he underutilized a lot of his kicks. Um, I think he could have opened Primus up a lot more with some leg kicks, maybe add some calf kicks, uh, harder and more frequent body kicks. 
he does that one like straight up toe to the abdomen kick sometimes. He needs to, I think he could use that more and then sometimes bring it up to the jaw. But he's just so slick. I think uh he could have I think he could have turned up the volume. I think the volume of strikes and his output of what he was doing could have been could have been more. Um very much so. And I think he could have got I think he could have got Primus out of there. Maybe he was giving him a little bit too much respect. You know, he's he's still so young, man. Really he's just a kid. Like just out of college. <clears throat> yeah, Hamzamir. Like, uh, he's got a lot of kicks, could use more hands, more elbows. I think because he's long, he should he should go to, move, go to Thailand for a little bit and just work on uh, neck clenches and elbows for a while. I think he could mess some people up from that position. It's something like that, yeah. Usman, he's like 24, 25. He's young, man. Yeah, he's young, man. He's a puppy. All right, so that that was it. That was a Bellator. Bellator 300. What is your guys' honest opinion of Bellator 300? That seemed like a... Yeah, it's our 300th event. <sighs> Hemsmere saying Sky is a limit for Usman. <sighs> yeah, in like a open free market, yeah. In a monopolized market, that's what weight is now. Like, he's limited. There is limit. There is limit. <clears throat> you know? What's his limitations? How much money can he make in Bellator? How long until he needs to try to go somewhere else? Are, are Bellator, are their contracts as restrictive as the UFC? Probably. Maybe more so. We There was recently some news about one FC contracts leaking, and they're 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 more restrictive and worse than UFC contracts. And make it even worse, it's like whatever Saigon law, not Saigon. I'm sorry. Um, where are they located at? <laughs> Over there. Um, but they, uh, but Lawford over there. Singapore, I'm sorry. Singapore. Yeah, Singapore, thank you guys. But, um, yeah, Singapore law. <laughs> so the contracts are pretty bad. I've talked to, you know, fighters before about, you know, their contracts and how things work, and they are worse. But, you know, the, yeah, the 1FC or the one fight, contracts are worse than the UFC contracts. 
but good luck doing anything about that in uh, Singapore. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no reason for them not to have all the contracts not very great, you know, very binding. And they, they do the same thing where they freeze athletes' um, promotional agreement based off of whether or not you um, are injured or turned out in a fight. Jason Burma says, lots of talks of it folding right now. I really hope someone just grabs it up on the cheap from Viacom. But Paramount probably ain't it. Amazon in bed and building one if Musk really wants to appease. Oh, we should rest your... What's the best you think? Still writing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the UFC, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's the masses. You think Elon? You think Elon's going to buy it? Why would Elon? Why is Elon going to buy Bellator? Why is he going to buy Bellator? That would be, that would be interesting. But is he going to be on board with uh, Ali Act and the fighters forming an association? Is he going to be okay with independent titles or contracts that are not restrictive and only last a year? Is he going to be on board with that? Or is he going to be also on board with the exploitation of the athletes? Hmm? Bastardization of the sport I love. Hamas Amir says, uh, no, Jason, Elon will turn Bellator into a cartoon like UFC. Now, that's something. I have a feeling that everything's going to turn into a cartoon, guys. I think that's just the way it is for now on. Politics are cartoons, sports are cartoons. Everything is going to be goddamn cartooned. Bread and circus. Talking about the collapse of the Roman Empire, of course. Man, it comes up at least once a week. It's happening, guys. It's happening. Bad things are coming. Things are degenerating into awful shells of what they once were, trying to make the quick dollar, the quick buck before everything collapses and turns into complete shit. It's idiocracy. We're all going to be doing shows and in chats and talking about ow my balls. That's the next extreme sport. They're gonna, instead of slap fight, it's going to be two guys you're going to line up across from each other, flip a coin, and then they're going to take turns kicking each other in the nuts until one wins. And you all are going to watch it. You're all going to watch it. 
gonna bet on it. You're gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Hell, my balls. It's the fastest growing sport in North America. Yep, we live in a dark cartoon. Huh. Usada's gonna have to start checking for neural links. That's good. Start learning super name, huh? Hemsmir, I mean, I don't I don't think they're sweating it. They're they're jumping in their uh, Scrooge McDuck style money vaults and swimming around in their gold bouillon and cash. I think they're all right. They're pulling in crazy money, crazy numbers. Now Dana's got the slap thing. He's gonna make some more money. They don't think they don't care. They're brazenly not caring, and I think that's what the downfall. That's what what's gonna screw them at the end. That's really what it is. <clears throat> Interesting question. Michael Gillette says, will anybody on here seriously care when Bellator folds? I mean, I, it would suck to see a major organization not be able to provide work for, for people, you know? Well, they have two, 300, 400 people are um, contractors for that company. I don't think that'd be great. You know, I really don't. It would just give uh, UFC even more leverage and power. It'd be the, uh, the, the promotions that have survived will be more entrenched into the exploitation you're right it actually is a great documentary here here we go marzaic says i will i really enjoy bellator you are not wrong stop playing it's gross You're right, Cobra America is completely insufferable. <laughs> if car juice takes off. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's kinda kinda Jason says, I don't, I just don't understand how Viacom, Showtime have failed so epically in today's market. Showtime is also rumored to be on the way out. I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe they make it too hard to share their content and stuff. <laughs> I showed some fights from the clips from the Showtime boxing and I, my, my uh, video got flag that can't be seen in a bunch of countries it isn't a bad share at all why some promoting your product dummies 
It's dumb. It's really dumb. I think that maybe that is part of it. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I don't know, man. It's uh, interesting because these companies, who knows? Maybe they, they they put a lot of their money into some investment that didn't go well, and then now the whole thing is falling apart. Did they go woke? Did Viacom or Showtime go woke at all? Or is this a symptom? Is this something that happens because you can't get because of the because of the UFC's monopoly, you can't get the top tier athletes you need to get the viewership? Could that be it? Because you know they're trying to put together marquee fights based off an notoriety of the fighters, but if all of the fighters are seen as not as good as the UFC. There's less incentive, isn't there? Am I wrong? It's less incentive to watch or to care about it. Well, you have the PFL, which you could say the same about, but they do offer a different gimmick, which could be more enticing to newer fans or fans who kind of aren't as happy with the UFC. You know, the tournament system, maybe that adds a little something to it because you're seeing these guys fight throughout the tournament, throughout a season. Maybe that allows for more direct promotion from the uh, promoter, which makes it easier to make those guys more popular and more watchable. Is that, is that are those possible? But they all lose to the monopoly of UFC their market share and their dominance and the way everyone was just going to think and refer to them as number one and that's the end point the end location whether you're a fan or a fighter yourself that's what you think is the epitome you have to get to there that's the end i'm chasing my tail Yeah, all pro. And I think that's partly what I was saying, right? All pro says, I liked Bellator's visual lights and walkout. Just never got the respect that Strike Force had. I agree. And I think that was because Strike Force had weight. Because you thought of those fighters as, hey, these guys are as good as the UFC. You thought of that Strike Force title as comparable to the UFC title. And I don't, I don't think the fans have that same mindset because of where the UFC has dominated the market so much and monopolized things so much. The Daggy standings are crazy strong. All the Russians I ever grappled with were ridiculously strong for their size. Even the guys who, there's some guys from Russia and Vegas that I train with a little bit. And just for their size, they're pretty crazy strong too. Like chimpanzee, pretty strong. Like what, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I never get to see. Jason Burns has been watching Risen this month. So sad they can't get proper U.S. English announcing there. Really a fun product. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't ever hear anything about Risen. Risen, if you're out there and you need an uh, English announcer, let's go. I'll help. Help out. Come out. Do a little announcing. Give me some stuff to study up on. I'll do it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's make it happen, Risen. I'll help you. I'll help you get there. Yep. Soccer kicks. He's in the other ground soccer kicks. We need him. Vanguard, a lot of Vanguard says, yeah, Bellator's production is solid. But, yeah, Strike Force had literally the best fighters. Those Strike Force dudes came to the UFC and became champions. Ooh, yep. There you go. I think that has a lot to do with it. Robbie Lawler, DC, Luke Rockhold, etc., etc. All right, all right, all right. Let's get the UFC. We got to get the UFC. So undercard, yeah, your undercard was kind of not, not, not great. Um. Except for the Nathan Maness and Mateus Mandonka. Uh, this was a pretty fun fight because Mandonka was just like a squirrel, like nonstop. The announcers were saying, like, oh, this guy's going to get tired for how much he's moving. But he's a flyweight. He's a flea. They're little specks. He's not getting tired. That dude can scramble for 15, 25 minutes straight. And not break wind or break sweat. Okay, so um, he kept attacking, kept attacking, kept attacking. He didn't slow down because he got tired. He got slowed down because he got hit. He got hit a few different times. And it wasn't just the end sequence where he kind of uh, noticeably took damage. I think he, he got hit with some significant strikes leading up to those punches that actually did damage. When he started fishing for those legs, and that guy was able to catch him on the chin, and you could you could see a definite change in behavior from that from that chin pop. And uh, after a while, enough of those significant strikes turned into a couple damaging chops to the chin when he's chasing the ankles, and then he's able to transition to a better position. He, he, I think the rupture shot that fight a little bit earlier because he landed a nice solid straight punch from on his feet when Mendonca straight on his back, where he kind of just factory reset, stared up blankly at the sky and uh, slowly came to, got hit again, and then sat up and then took about 10, 15 more punches. I probably shouldn't, didn't need to. I think he was already done. The rough could definitely stop that. Could definitely stop it.
Um, main card. Don't forget the main card. There's some good fights on the main card. A lot of people are talking about the Hernandez and Algio fight. Yeah, okay. Again, this is one of those things where we had mostly a kickboxing fight. And these guys are not on the level of the MMA glove Muay fighters in one. So I'm not interested. If you're not, if you're not on that level of those little guys, I'm not really that interested. <clears throat> I want to see MMA. I don't just want to see kickboxing. Because I'll go and watch the Friday night fights with the little Thai guys. Uh, Drew Dober. I like I like watching Dober fight. Rick Glenn. Um, he should he should go by Ricky Bobby Glenn. Ricky Bobby Glenn. I think that was it's a missed opportunity for him. And he just uh, just drew Dobert him. He drew Dobert him, and that's what Dobert does. He comes out hard and fast, and he can land big punches, and he can put you away. Um, you know, he's got twelve losses, but the guy is game. He's he can. He can be in and fight and give a hard fight to most guys. He's a he's a good fight. Anytime they put him on the card, there's usually something worth watching there. I will, I will always I'll give him that. I always tune in for that. Uh, Buckley, McQueen, Buckley, and Morano. Buckley owns maybe one of the single-handed greatest KOs in MMA history. He hasn't seen it. Throws a, throws a kick. The guy catches it, holds on to the ankle for a second. He turns his back, and while the guy's holding on to his foot, he kicks him in the face, right in the face with his uh, other foot. <clears throat> Shadow realm. Shadow realmed him hard. That's right. The dog agrees outside. It was... Uh, a monster KO. This fight, he came out hard and fast. Um, he's very explosive. I wish he would he would clean it up a little bit because he opens himself out because he throws with such power. I think he doesn't have to throw every punch with as much power. He can set some things up. But he's uh, tough. He's dangerous. If he lands those big bombs, he can hurt you. Murano, I think, to all his credit, he was able to Make Buckley miss quite a bit. Not enough, though. <laughs> Not enough. But he did. You know, he was able to defend fairly well, but he just wasn't offensive enough. And um, in a lot of positions, Buckley just horsed him. He was just too powerful, pushed him around. Uh, you know, on the on the screen, the screen grab. Look right here. Right, you see him in the corner, the lower corner. He's got the, these form and the throw. That's off of Ronald's shot. Like, he's just bullied him around in a lot of positions. It was a very, uh, very good performance at welterweight for him. You know, <clears throat> he's got to clean that stand up, though. He's got to clean it up. He's got he's to get a lot of things a little bit more technical. But he's, he's, he's good, man. He's dangerous. And then uh, this fight, I'm really excited about this fight and this guy, the middleweight fight, Joe Pfeiffer and Al Hassan. 
Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Uh, Al Hassan is a big, powerful, strong guy, dangerous. But Joe Pfeiffer is freaking good. He's really good. Uh, the way he throws his punches, the way he throws his kicks, the way he sits down, the way he moves, his footwork, his head movement, how he operates in the cage, his technical ability, uh, his ability to stay on. And then he's a monster. He's big. He's strong. This guy is an exciting middleweight. Uh, 12 and 2. One of those one of those losses where he like fell and broke dislocated his arm, broke his arm or something. Something like that. <clears throat> I thought I thought he had a fight where he broke his arm or something. When he posted. But this guy, I don't know, man. I think, yeah. Beast, I think he's got some definite potential to, to stir some things up and give some problems to some other guys in the top of the division. You're not wrong. Thomas Ramirez says, how the hell does Buckley make 170? He looks like a 205 pounder. Um, I think he's got skinny legs. Yeah, he's got baggy. She wears baggy shorts. He's got a little skinny thighs, maybe. <laughs> That's it. I think maybe. Yeah, dislocated arm test. That was one of his losses. Was dislocated arm three years ago. So what was his other one loss? I wonder. Uh, what what his one loss was? I couldn't see it on the thing. But anyway. He uh, he looked good, man. He looked really good. I remember last time he fought, I said he looked good, but he looked—I mean, polished. He looks polished. Um, I don't know if we really got to see him get tested or hit hard, but I'm I'm seeing a lot of positives. I'm seeing a lot of positives from Joe Pfeiffer. I think we got to maybe look forward to some exciting fights against some top guys soon. Let's go. Main event. This was um, surprising, I guess, a little bit. Not surprising. I don't know. Bobby Green, I guess, definitely capable. He's definitely a capable fighter. He can move. He can hit hard. He's been in the he's been in the fray for a long time. He's not, you know, afraid to be in a fight. So um, it's not really a surprise, but it's unfortunate for Dawson. <laughs> Dawson's been on a tear. He's been. Doing really well. And uh, 33 seconds, man. That's all it takes. Just hard, straight left hand right down the middle. Dawson ate it. He ate it hard. And give it to him. Pay the man his money. Pay the man his money. Do it. Good, man. So it's good. The fights are good. Bobby Green got through. Landed devastating left hand. 33 seconds. Congratulations, Bobby Green. You can buy some new ski masks and wear them at the mall. Scare white people. That will, that will give you hours of enjoyment. 
You guys see that from his last fight? He's running around the mall with a ski mask trying to scare people. <laughs> oh, man. So wild world. It's a cruel world. It's a cruel world. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, watching. I appreciate it. If you guys are not aware, I've got in the description, you can follow and check out my gum road. I got uh, packages, programs for you here. <clears throat> Self-defense, fits your smash strength, strength and fitness package, fits your neck guide, resistance bands training. I got seminars up, told on a bike course. Wrestling for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've got this available. If you guys um, I got the uh, the free um, warm-up intro and warm-up stuff on YouTube. So you can check that out. And you can get the rest of the program on the road because every jiu-jitsu match starts on your feet. Uh, I have MMA seminar, I'm smashing the turtle guard, um, beach muscle kettlebell workout, get them girls touching all over your arms and rubbing you because you're strong and you got masculine shoulders and neck, man. Do the beach muscle lift, man. I even got a little kid, basic kids wrestling. I got a free, so it's absolutely free practical self-defense course. You can learn some things, teach yourself how to be safe, how to take care of yourself. Their description, go down there. There's a link in there to go around. Go to johnfish.net. You can sign up for the newsletter. And uh, I have deals and sell sales offered there all the time. Also, just have information I put up when I can. Oh, I saw that. I saw that Jason Vermis. There's a YouTuber who was bothering some guy, pulling a prank, and the guy shot him. I definitely saw that. The guy was acquitted. So be careful who you prank, guys. Keep Be careful who you're like putting a camera in their face. It's a, it's a cruel world. It's dangerous out there. People can't take I don't want to take a joke. I don't want some punk kid messing with me. I don't. I got I got stuff to do. My sense of humor is it has shrunk. I laugh at a lot of things, but I don't need I don't need some punk trying to make a dollar off of me. Trying to make a fool out of me so he gets some laughs on the internet and get some dollars. Clout chasing. I don't mind that, man. I don't even think it's about a joke so much as it is about doing stupid, annoying shit as a clout, clout chaser. Was it actually 
a funny, like well thought out prank, or is it just like some mean garbage to annoy somebody? I don't know. What do I know? I'm an old boomer now. I start. I'm starting to not like anything. <laughs> I just stay off my lawn. <laughs> it's happening. I'm happy. It's happening. I'm turning my grandfather. I've been turning my grandfather for a long time. It's happening. Uh, I had a little cranberry vodka drink, just a touch. That was, um, yeah, but that was the, the UFC. What's next, UFC? We got uh, October 14th, Marboza and Yusuf. Martinez, Inez. I don't know, man. Elkins, TJ Brown. Oh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, I guess that after this 294, that's, 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 oof. It's very soft. It's a very soft card. 294 is coming up. But, but that, yeah, the next, the next fight night, that's soft. Not much to talk about. Maybe it'll surprise us. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Islam and Oliveira. I think Mike Chav punches Oliveira to the cage, fights to the clinch, foot sweeps, takedowns, transitions to back, or yeah, probably back. Just a thought. Shimiev and Costa. Mm. That should be interesting. That'll be interesting. I don't know. Is Chimia that great of a wrestler? Is is Burns? Is Burns a better fighter, better grappler than Costa? What would happen if Burns go with Burns and Costa? Because Costa's got 15 pounds on Burns. You know, is Shimiev going to be able to grapple as dominantly, and he didn't even got dominate um, Burns that much, right? This could be a much tougher fight for Kamzit than a lot of people think. Just saying. Maybe I'll be proved wrong, but I don't know. I think this could be a much harder fight than people think. Inkalev and Walker. Imov, Askarov, Sayed, Megamadov, Adavs, Elliot. There are some matchups, okay, to be looking forward to, so. Can't complain too much, I guess. We just have kind of an off week before, you know, maybe we'll be proven wrong. Maybe all the fights on that car will be spectacular and we'll be blown away with the levels of fighting and violence 
we're able to watch that evening and we will have to bow before the MMA gods. Let's just be open-minded. I don't know if you're wrong here, Luke Richards. Uh, he says, Kamzik going up is dumb. We'll be like Hendricks. Fighting Costa ruined him. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Kamzik still has the same strength uh, as he would at welterweight. It will be interesting to see because it's, it's a different animal, man. It's, it's 15 pounds. You have 15 pounds of muscle. Is he really going to be able to put on 15 pounds of muscle and, and from the last time he fought to this time? So he's going to have – he could have a lot of strength in his opponents. I don't know. We'll see, though. We'll see. And superior wrestling may be all he needs. Brazil versus Dagestan. We're trying to start a war. Cavs is playing two thirty-three right now. That's about yeah. I'm about two. I'm about that big. I'm about two twenty-five right now. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't have my thumb on the pulse of the young guys coming up. But there is a guy named Mo Alak, who's from, he's turned on AKA, he's from Kuwait. And he's he's gonna be a 70 pounder, he's pretty pretty awesome, he's pretty good. He's young, he's like 21, 22. Trains hard, he's got some judo, good judo, good stand up, learning the ground good. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be tough. Yeah, he's cut a lot to make 70. I get it, but it's still being able to even make 70 versus having to cut a lot just to be able to barely make 85 is a big difference. Somebody, you know, take Luke Rockhold, you know, he, he, I felt like he lost a lot of weight to get to 185. There's no way he's making 170. He's just too big, too much mass. It's not possible. He's got too much muscle on his body. So if you have the capability of even making it, you know, you're definitely possibly smaller than the other guy. Doesn't mean he won't be strong as hell. Like, I think Khabib, you know, cutting way down and making 155, he's still stronger than a lot of 70-pounders. And that's 20 pounds or 15 pounds. Yes, 15 pounds too. Um, I mean, he's here, he's in the States, he's able to train and for training and living in the Bay Area. So, I don't know. He might, he probably makes money just from having his, he's got like over 100,000 followers, I think, on Instagram. So, he might be monetizing that already. Um, see, that's the thing. <laughs> Michael says, do you think you would have stayed married if you would have stayed in the UFC? You stayed in a different podcast, leaving UFC caused problems in the marriage. Yeah, 
I think um, see, that's a that's a problem though, though, you know, because it's a possibility. But I would have been very miserable. <laughs> you know, it would have been a bad situation. I would have had that money if I was in the OC, but like there's been a lot of unhappiness and better off, like not being stuck in that situation. Brought out brought out some true colors that needed to be seen. I wish our I wish our government would give us something for all the wars and stuff we fight and win. I wish we would get cheaper gas. I wish we would benefit in some way from what our leadership is doing. So we're slaves, man. We're the slave class. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I think we talked about the fights. We talked about my uh, programs. I've been working on the Fitch Smash stuff. I'm going to try to get it done. Let me just set up so I can have some online teaching through, through that stuff that I put together. So I'm get it going, man. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I'll check you later.